0: Hey, I'm Erin Bridgman, a money mindset and management coach for The Creative Entrepreneur. I'm the girl behind the Wealthy Woman movement that's reaching thousands and expanding each and every month, and I'm so glad you've decided to join this community too. Welcome to The Wealthy Woman podcast for creative female entrepreneurs looking to get strategic with their money. I believe that wealthy women will change the world, and in this podcast, we include money-related mindset and management tips and practical business advice you can apply right away. No fluff here, it's time to take action. Let me shoot it to you straight. Talking about money is like talking about sex. It's vulnerable and uncomfortable, but so necessary. And that's why I've created a judgment-free zone where women like you can trade the shame and money skeletons in your closet with empowerment and confidence that helps you master your money. I'm both the creative and the nerd, the no bullshit friend and your hype girl. And I'm excited to be your guide on your money journey. All your dreams are tied to money, so it's time to get that money working for you so you can make your dreams a reality together. Your business should be the catalyst to living your dream life, so don't let your money be the obstacle. Grab your notebook and your favorite drink and let's dive in. Hello, Wealthy Women, and welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited to have Jordan join me. We were talking before we pressed record how Jordan came onto my old podcast like five years ago. She was willing, I was like a baby in the online digital marketing the whole world, and she was willing to come on my show. And today she's wow. back on the show. She brings so much value. I'm really excited about this topic. We had a couple we were like chatting through and I was like, I really want to know about how to fill my funnel using IG reels, because I'm yeah. going to play the devil's advocate on this one. But before <laughs> we get into that, Jordan, will you just share a little bit about you, your business and like who you are outside of business?
1: Yes. So I am Jordan Gill, founder of Systems Saved Me. have been in business seven years. I was a pretty baby entrepreneur too when we met. So I was only a couple of years in just. Figuring it out. Same thing as seven years later at this point. But (laughs) we are in transition a little bit in the sense of the past three years, we've been known for VIP days, which I still am obsessed with and will again die on the hill that they're the best business model ever. But we are transitioning a little bit away from VIP days and more into talking about like what it is that you want to be known for how to make your mark and leave that imprint on people, create impact, and also kind of relationship marketing. So I don't have the sexy one-liner that I usually would have, but I'm really excited about this direction in business. This feels so close to home for me and is a way that I truly believe is the focus of 2023 and beyond because of just algorithms, meta being crazy. You know, there's just a lot of changes technologically and we do run online businesses, but I think that at the core businesses are about relationships and they always have been. So I'm to bring back, but outside of business, I am a wife and a bonus mom and a dog mom. And my bonus son is nine. He just turned nine goodness gracious. Yeah. So wild. And I love to do jigsaw puzzles in my spare time and I'm a foodie, but I also have a lot of food allergies, which gets really interesting sometimes, but I enjoy good food, good company. And I think that for me in life, what is most important is being present. And that's truly what everything I've done in the past seven years has been about like systems equal you be more present in your life, right? Doing VIP days, you're focused and present for your client for a day. And then you're focused on your family after that. Same thing with relationships, making that impact, be present with the people that you are impacting and influencing. So that way, again, that can last longer because we've all been in situations where it's like, I went to this thing and it was fine, but whatever. We've been under plenty of that. And I want Deeper impact. I want deeper influence happening. And again, I think that's done through relationships. So that's my jam.
0: I love it. Something that I've loved about you two things that you kind of elevated a little bit. One is I don't know if you're still under this brand, your Instagram still system saved me. And I remember back though, I guess you were a couple of years there and I was at the beginning. And you were a wizard and are a wizard at systems, even okay. as your new program is about how can you use AI and be efficient with uh, networking and right. collaborating. <laughs> so I crave efficiency. I always am like, look, how can this be done yeah. more efficiently? Because time's our most, you know, precious resource. So yeah. I love that about you and what you bring to the conversation. And then also I remember I found you, heard about you through I think it was Jenna Kutcher's podcast. It might not have been Jenna Kutcher's, might have been somebody mm-hmm. else's. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and you were talking about how you were going to lots of conferences and networking and that's how you really started to build your brand and i love mm-hmm. love love and through my evolution of my business relationship building has always been for me the most joyful like the yes. ones when i just feel so alive and the most fruitful yeah. so i just love that what you're bringing to the world and what you're about so today I want to talk about, maybe we'll talk a little bit about both because I think it will naturally happen, but let's start with, so my path last year was very Mm -hmm. consistent on Instagram, very consistent with Mm -hmm. producing the reels, doing it efficiently, batch recording, putting them up, all that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see a ton of ROI for that in particular, Mm -hmm. but I know that you have some inside strategies around how do you use reels to fill your funnel? And so I want to learn this and I know that listeners are going to be leaning in so how they can use the strategy too. So why reels? Why do you think they're an untapped gold mine?
1: Oh yes. Yes. They are quite untapped. If you would have told me whatever, whenever reels started, it was two and a half years ago, I think, or three years ago that I would be enjoying reels And then also talking about how I enjoy Reels, I would have laughed in your face because I literally wanted to punch my content manager in the throat because I was like, this is stupid. (laughs) I hate this. I can't believe you're making me do this. But I'm sick now. of
0: feeling like a dancing monkey. What <laughs> if my neighbors looked in and saw me doing this and pointing and being weird? Right. How is this bringing any value? What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So I will say that the way that reels are being used now is way better in my personal opinion than how it started, right? Because it started trying to compete with TikTok, right? And trying to do all that sort of stuff. And now there's just so much more depth and creativity, which I'm all about depth. So I'm like, yes, let's be better. So why I love Instagram Reels and why, and not only just because we've seen results from it, but just from a content creation standpoint and being able to get your message across, like, How people are operating now is they don't have a ton of time to sit down and watch a big video. YouTube is thriving and doing its thing, right? But people want to get to the point. It's like, get to the point. I don't want to weed through and see when the value is going to happen. They're willing to give up 30 seconds to figure out if what you're saying is valuable, but they aren't willing to sign up for a 12 minute, 30 minute YouTube video to see if the value is there, right? And I feel that too. I'm like, I ain't got time. I have no idea if this video is going to be valuable. You're asking me to give 30 minutes. Who has 30 minutes, right? So that's why I love Instagram rails. And I think that I've always been a fan of Instagram over other applications. Me too. Is it
0: dying? What's happening? I love Instagram. Everyone's like, get on TikTok. I don't want to Uh, get on TikTok. They're
1: mean on TikTok, man. They're mean over there. They love to, again, what's it called? Duet you and make fun of you. And it's similar with YouTube. I found between YouTube and TikTok, both platforms I've just found to be mean. And nah, I'm just going to go back to this shiny place of Instagram. So always been a fan of Instagram, but real specifically when I actually sat down, it was probably middle of last year where I was like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out how you can actually get leads from Instagram because it was driving me nuts because we actually were getting really good reach. Our views were really high and all that stuff. We had a few viral ones, even just in the couple hundred thousands, but that wasn't necessarily translating to any result per se. And so I was Mm. like, okay,
0: who cares about the vanity metric, right? Who right. cares about you going viral? Right, we went viral with a video we did for our real estate stuff, and it was weird, it was fun it was to weird. watch. But I, the people who actually started following us, I was like, Who are these people? What is this? How did this actually benefit my platform? And yeah. you spend all this time trying to go viral, and it's like, right. Wait a second, what? Right.
1: Why is this happening? Yeah, exactly. So, I'm kind of the anti viral, I'm really happy with a couple thousand views. I'm just pleasantly happy over here. And what, what I talk about, it's somewhat broad, but not necessarily. And so for me to go viral actually is a negative because that means that message was too broad and it mm. attracted too many people. So that's a, a, kind of another interesting way that I look at Instagram and Instagram reels. but I think that it is multiple reasons, but number one, you're able to test different messaging. There's like nothing else that you can just like throw up something and see if a message resonates as quickly as you can with Instagram rails. So we test all sorts of angles, all sorts of hooks, all sorts of whatever. And when something hits, then it's like, oh, I can create an email subject line. We can use it as a Facebook ad. We can use it on our sales page, like all of these different ways. And so we is- use it as a huge testing ground for messaging. Mm. Um and I mean I've always been fairly good at writing and all that stuff because I have a journalism degree, but the messaging part and knowing what's gonna hit, I have to give Instagram reels its props because that's really how I know what's gonna have more appeal to my people when I'm able to test that reel in 30 seconds, right? Again, can you do it on TikTok or YouTube shorts and things like that? Sure. Any short form video can do, but when it's used as an experiment, mental tool, then again, that's where the magic really flies. And then number two, Jordan, would
0: you be willing to yeah. share a specific example of some messaging you've played with? And like, so oh, yeah. we were trying to test this one thing for this thing. And we did these three. I don't know. Just give us a sample mm, of what mm-hmm. that looks like. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So let's go make your mark live. So for that event, there were a few reasons that we came up with as a team that people would want to join our event. And number one was we wanted the content to be really deep. I'm allergic to fluff. I want it to be like real conversations about real things that are happening in business. So we have conversations around like how you have to let go of something good to make room for something great. We have sensual storytelling. We have a whole panel about really compelling offers. So things that again, aren't like beginner business friendly per se. They're more for folks who are intermediate advanced and I wanted that to be portrayed. So one of them would be content. Second one would be connection. People do know me as a very connected person. And so they're like, oh, if Jordan's creating a room then I want to be in it. And we had done six virtual conferences previously. So people have experienced our world and so they really enjoy it. And then I think thirdly that the reason that people were interested in our event is because it was something that is very specific to advanced people because there's a lot of events that are for beginners, plenty of events for beginners and the advantage of, so it kind of is content related because it's for advanced people, but just the pure fact that it is in a more intermediate advanced room is something that people were wanting. When we launched, we had different reels with different hooks. One of them was talking about the different content that was going to be on stage. We had another reel that was talking about the connections and the ways that we're going to go about connecting people in the rooms and how it's not just going to be sitting in your chair all the time. And then we talked about specifically the years of business that people have that are joining the event, but also the types of things that they're accomplishing. They're 50K with a nine month email, 50K a month with $9 memberships. We have a seven figure certification gal coming. We have all these different established business owners and we put those all out there. The one that hit the most was the connection one. And now we've adjusted our sales page, but also to our affiliate invite page as well to really focus on connection. Yes, we'll talk about the speakers that are talking and all that stuff, but it is through the lens of connection. And so I think that that will help with our sales to ensure that people understand all of it is happening, but this is really the magnetizing part of our event specifically. So that's an example.
0: I love that example. And I love that you're just giving people the freedom to test and play around with it. and, And this will help you. Yeah, It's sort of like playing grounds for tightening up things on the back, your sales pages, your emails, stuff that is longer content that stays around yeah. longer and it works to convert higher than maybe Instagram would. So I think that's amazing. I've never thought of that before.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And I think that most people are like, okay, we have to get our messaging right when our page launches or when X, Y, Z happens. And it's like, nah, we iterate constantly. Because we're always getting new information. We're always getting tighter and cleaner with how we're communicating things. And we get 80% of it good to go. And then we launch and then we iterate basically the rest of the time. Because feedback is how you can be informed about what's working and what's not working versus you launching something and then it's not working. It's like, okay, well, no, I don't subscribe to that. So, so yeah, we use it as an experimental play, playground for sure.
0: Love it. So fun. Okay, keep going. Keep going on your journey of why reels?
1: Yes, why reels? So when I started being like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to be the person to figure out how you can get leads very easily on Instagram because there's so many Instagram courses out there. And it is all based on virality and getting followers. I do not care about any of this stuff. So I want leads and I want to be able to track that I got leads. So in June-ish of last year, I started playing around and trying to think through, okay, what are the ways that Instagram kind of makes it easy to gather leads, right? So we can't put links in the actual description or right or the caption below. So it's usually a link in bio. And then the whole thing about reels is it takes up the entire real estate of your phone it's literally the entire part of it so i was you know i was like well i wonder if people will type in a url versus having to like click my profile go to the link in my bio which has a bunch of different links in it so now somebody's having to scroll and find the right link that goes with the actual reel that i'm talking about so i actually found that link in bio was the least helpful call to action which I would not have thought had I not tested it. And so one one example of us testing, putting the actual link physically on the reel, meaning that you literally see systemsaveme.com slash 2023 or systemsaveme.com slash roadmap or whatever. And I was like, we'll, we'll see if people type it in because it's not Thinkable. easy, but it was so interesting. So we did a private podcast where we specifically wanting to talk to online business managers because in our VIP day program, we had a lot of them in there and they had a really great rate of success. So I was like, well, we want more of them. So I pulled in a bunch of case studies of OBMs doing VIP days, literally just repurposed it. I didn't even put intro, outro music in it. And I was like, nope, we're just going to throw it in. Hello audio, which is what we use for private podcasts. And I did a welcome episode and that was it. And so I then decided, okay, when it came to getting people to sign up for this, I want it to be very contextual, which is the theme of the rest of this conversation really is context is everything. And so if I'm wanting people to sign up for a private podcast, but I'm like, I don't know, in the bathroom doing my makeup can that relate to each other, maybe, but what I think of when I think of listening to a podcast is I'm either driving or I'm walking my dog or I am doing something else very active. And I just have my AirPods in. So I was like, okay, I'm already walking my dog today. So I might as well just film myself walking my dog. And it was a very boring uh, visual, right? So I'm literally just, I'm holding my camera. My neighbor's probably thinking I'm strange, but I don't care. And I'm holding it up and I'm just walking. I'm not even looking at the camera. I'm kind of have it off to the side. And all you can see, I had my hair pulled up specifically so that you could see that my AirPods were in. And so filmed it for 10 seconds, put it to a trending audio. I had a visual of the private podcast. So I took a screenshot on my phone of what it looks like in Apple podcast. So I put, that visual and then I put the actual link. So systemsaveme me me slash OBM or something. So I shortened the link. And I was like, I'm not gonna put the link in the bio. I'm not gonna send it to my email list. I'm like so this so link. So you
0: could track it. You could right. track that way. Like yeah. there
1: is no way for you to get here except for this real. So I also added some hashtags that were like online business managers, OBM life, like whatever also very specific to who I wanted to target. I was like, all right, let's see how it goes. Put it out in the wild. It was wild. So, first off, I created a landing page. I love FG funnels. So, I literally used one of their templates. I didn't even change the colors or fonts to match mine. I literally changed the image to me because that was Otherwise it'd be weird. necessary. Yeah, <laughs> But other than that, it literally was their generic lime green, not matching anything that I do. But I also knew that the reach for these reels was mainly people that I don't know. So they don't know my brand colors. They don't care if it's connected to what I'm doing. Literally, I, I use the word, yeah, scrappy, lazy, like I'm good with it. And so we put it out there. And on the back end, we had our landing page on the back end. We had our virtual conference tickets were available at the time. So I literally just took the main registration page, copy pasted it as the thank you page with a banner at the top that said, all right, your private podcast is on your way. By the way, right now is really is a really great time to join us for our virtual conference. And you'll get to meet this OBM speaker who's going to be talking about how she uses VIP days for for her business. So again, tying it back to relevancy. And just wanted to see if we could sell some tickets, right? So leads and tickets were our two focus. And number one, our landing page converted at 95%. What? I've never. And so we had 100 people come to the page within 24 hours and 95 of them signed up. like what have I been doing my whole life you know that's
0: insane I mean, we both Um, just like stared at each other I was like wait what
1: wild and so I was like okay we're on to something and so I went. you targeted
0: the right people because they're converting at that high of a yeah and again
1: people were willing to type in the url there was no other way for them to get to that url besides typing it in it blew my mind. So I was like, okay, sometimes when you make things too easy for people, then it's not necessarily exactly who you're looking to target or to take this thing. So I think that one of the reasons why it was such a high conversion rate is if somebody wants something or like willing to type it in letter by letter into their phone or whatever, or desktop, they really want it, you know? So I think that's, that was an interesting find. And then from there, we had sold, I think it was 19 tickets on that thank you page. But then we ended up having, I think a total of 30 some that ended up joining and went through the regular checkout page. Those were $39 things and whatever else I think we made with a $97 upsell. I think in total, it was around $700 from that one reel, we had 170 leads total come through. So we saw that after a day or two at that time, reels kind of have a longer shelf life now, but back then it was like a day and a half, two days. And so about 170 people signed up through that link. And then again, we had 36-ish joined, some of them upgraded to $97. So that was a total of 700-ish dollars and then where I like to go with this and I, you know, we'll talk about again, what people can check out with our freebies and things around this. I have the full case study and you can look at all the numbers and they're all there, but I wanted to see the long tail, right? So I wanted to see what happened with those leads initially. So two of them joined our $6,000 group coaching program. So that's $12,000. Basically within three weeks, this one reel made me $12,700-ish. That's lovely. I will take that. Thank that's you so much.
0: nice. <laughs> yes.
1: And then from there, we had a bunch of different other offers that people were able to participate in. And what we saw with those reels was that in total, in, including the $12,000, since that reel back in, I want to say August-ish that those leads have brought in like $45,000 into my business. So they have gone on to continue to buy things and participate and be active quality leads. And that's just a game changer like that to have one reel where I already was doing something I already was doing. Like I walk my dog three times a day, every day. So that was where I was like, oh my gosh, this is a game changer. And there's a lot packed into there and whatnot as far as lessons and things that contributed to why it worked so well, but it's repeatable. I have a lot of B-roll specific um, reels and whatnot, but it is all about context. If I could narrow everything that I've learned about this, it's context. Like if you are talking about speaking on stage, you Walking your dog doesn't really make sense there, right? You need to have the context of you physically, like visually speaking on stage. Or if you want to talk about working together with your biz bestie, then you and somebody else need to be in the context of that reel versus you by yourself cooking or something. You know, I found that that has helped tremendously because it's a very holistic look at reels versus very piecemeal. And there's, ways that you can do talking head videos where you're doing your makeup or stuff like that. And that's kind of different. But for a lot of our conversion specific reels, it is usually a very contextual. Sometimes it changes a few different videos, but contextually the video images are exactly conveying what it is that we're talking about. That is where I see a lot of people struggle is that it's incongruent. It's not as easy to pick up and like, oh, this makes sense. I want this based on context, based on words, based on captions. So we've tested so many different things. (laughs) We've tested putting the URL or the CTA, I guess I should say, at the very top of a caption versus at the very bottom. It was like, okay. Are people gonna read, like, we wanna see if people actually read the caption and people do read the caption and they'll literally read entirely until the bottom and then do the CTA. We tested putting the CTA obviously on the video or not on the video and only put it in the caption. We tested all sorts of things. And I would say that the more context you can put on the actual video, the better results you will have. And so leaving things to just your captions is fine, but also there's just drop-off that naturally happens. So I don't know if there are questions. There's a lot there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So are you, okay. A couple of things. So high level, have you seen that one thing that happened where you tested and all this? Have you seen it? You said it was repeatable. So have you seen that like, okay, if I do the same thing again, I got leads that converted. And so you've been doing this model inside of your business. Yes. Yes. Okay, so what would you say are the like, for me, yeah. for my listeners, as we're like digesting that, obviously, you've talked a lot about context and helping your audience visually be able to know what you're sort of yeah. educating them on or converting them to through visual, like for me, yes. as a money coach, yeah. I see myself doing more stuff on vacations, or you can have your dream house, you can have the dream like and no. showing that, yeah. right? So what are some other like here are based on the testing the consistent things and sort of why they work so and you're specifically all about I guess the real like more of the b-roll versus like Mm -hmm. talking heads or stuff like that right
1: test anything because what may work for me may not work for you but I've tested some talking heads and they do fine. And I've done like a talking head that was showcasing one or talking about one aspect of a masterclass that I was doing. And then comment CTA was comment below crumb, which was what I was talking about, click crumbs, but crumb below. And I'll send you a DM with the link, which is that software is many chat that I used to do that. So I've tested that and that one did really well, which is a direct paid workshop. So it's not even a free situation. I've used it for signing up for my mastermind or starting a conversation about my mastermind. So I'm constantly shifting and seeing, okay, maybe for higher ticket offers, I need to do more talking heads and for lower ticket, B-roll is cool or different ways. So yeah, for a paid masterclass, I did more talking head type videos and for lead magnets or lower ticket items, then, and lower I mean like under a hundred bucks, the B-roll has worked really, really well. Also, if you do like narrative B-rolls, the video is shifting to different things, but you're also vocally talking over it about whatever it is that that's going on. Those have worked really well. But I would say, generally speaking, we test everything. So, While we know that B-roll works and we just keep hitting that and it just makes sense. Something that is also important is there needs to be a little bit of variety. I will still throw in a talking head every once in a while just to keep it fresh. But whenever I do a conversion specific reel, the reel before that, so literally just I think of the day before, I do a very high comment engaging reel. So I'll either like say something controversial ish or I'll encourage a really easy light question. So it's usually not like, I don't know, solve this pie problem. It could be about
0: it could be about right. your foodie stuff or something totally, or, puzzles stuff, or something. We'll,
1: yeah. again, talk to me about how you deal with working while you have a dog. It could honestly be it still keeps it semi-related to the things that I generally talk about, but it doesn't have to be, Directly, whatever your business is talking about. And I will do that purposefully the day before I want to do a conversion reel. So I don't do conversion reels every single day, but what I do is I do the high comment post or reel before the day before. And then what works really well is Instagram sees that people are interested and are talking on my profile. And so whatever I post the next day, they're going to push further because of the high engagement that I had the day before. Mm -hmm. So, that is also just another tip of some sort of like, okay, I'm not doing a conversion reel every single day because that Instagram will see that people are leaving the platform from your platform and they'll be like, what you doing? And it won't work as well. That's where the variety comes in and whatnot, where some posts are specific to commenting, some are like saved. So, there was a reel I did, I have this big, giant digital whiteboard in my office. And I wrote out the 16 different relationship marketing strategies that you can do. I stood in front of it and I did the counting one. That's like one, two, three, four, and then something is supposed to happen. Right. So I disappeared. Okay. I just changed the video and walked out of it and then took another video. Right. But it was contextually people like, well, what is she standing in front of? What are the words back there? I want to see what's written. And so when I disappeared, people wanted to be able to read that. And a trick too is if you have a lot of text on your reel, uh, people will want to watch it multiple times to be able to see the entire reel in and of itself, right? And so Instagram seeing that people are watching it multiple times, and that's another trigger for them to show it to more people. And also, there's a few things that. When you're doing this, you'll see that people are just drawn to. So, I know anytime I put my digital whiteboard in a reel, it's going to do well just because people are very intrigued by it and whatnot. I also, for some reason, my shower, and no, I'm not doing showering reels where I'm actually showering, but whenever I do one that involves my shower for some reason in the background or whatever, it does really well. I do have a nice shower and I enjoy it, but it's just weird. You don't know what those things are until you start putting that content out and you're like, Oh, everyone is stopping the scroll for a lot of people and they're commenting or they're whatever else. So I don't know if people are just waiting for me to actually get in the shower. I'm not sure, but yeah, there's these little things as you're doing rails that will illuminate and you'll be like, Oh, for some reason, when I don't know, have my dog, everybody watches or things like that. So those are yeah. again, some additional tips around ways that we've continued to iterate it to where it still works. And we also will tweak it and Play to Instagram's favor, which is Instagram wants people to hang out on the platform. Right. So yep.
0: I love that. Okay. And then let's zone in a little bit on the conversion part. So putting the link in the actual video, cause you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I am taking up the real estate of the entire phone. What can I do? Mm-hmm. People do type it in. Mm-hmm. Are there any other particular things? Because I'm with you. I don't care if it goes viral. I don't care. I want to mm-hmm. see that people are actually converting. And sometimes yes. I just feel like, are they just consuming my content and then leave? What's happening? Yeah. So, what are cool. some other thoughts or tips for conversion?
1: hmm mm-hmm. So um I brought up many chat and that is Is that like-
0: many like M-A-N-Y?
1: Yes. Yes. Many yeah. chat. M-A-N-Y-C-H-A-T. And it honestly was a trash tool for a really long time and I hated it. And then I decided, listen to a podcast episode with this gal, Natasha, who runs School of Bots. She was on Amy Porterfield's podcast and okay. it blew my mind and I was like, okay, I got to try this. So what I do a lot is in my reel, either both written and talked out or usually just on the actual reel, I will say, comment. Sugar down below, and I will send you a link and I'll DM you a link so that you can go in and sign up for this free sugar PDF or whatever. And that's another way that is really helpful because instead of going to link in bio, searching all the optional links, finding it, waiting for all these pages to load, I'm clicking 17 times. This is taking way too long. People know, okay, great. Jordan's just going to DM me the link and I can just go and, and sign up for it, right? And that has worked tremendously. I am obsessed. And I don't have long bot sequences that do all the, literally the sequences, someone comments, and then in the DMs, I send them the link and then that's it. That's all they get. And so then they can just click the link and sign up for the thing. That also works very well for free, low ticket opportunities. But also even we did one for our speaker applications and that worked well, too, is people were saying, oh, I want to apply to speak. And so they'll comment, speak below or whatever. And we sent them the actual speaker application in the DM. Yeah. So it's one of those tools that really allows for streamlining and allowing for people to sign up as easily as possible. So I would say between putting the link in the actual video and many chat, you can kind of, again, test what works best for you and and go from there yeah
0: okay Jordan. this has been such a i've been leading in this is so intriguing to me (laughs) and i think the biggest things i take away from this are this idea of allowing yourself to experiment you keep talking about that and i Mm -hmm. think so many times when we go online or we think we have to have like a really perfect polished thing in order to represent ourselves and you're helping us really having it be our experimental playground, as you said. So thank you for that. And also I think really another part of it is that you're analyzing the data. So if you're going to actually figure out what works, what converts all that, you have to actually break it down, analyze the different parts, have links that are just linked to that particular reel so that you can figure out what, how many downloads tagging them inside of your email provider so that you can see how do they then convert moving forward mm-hmm. so I think that those are two key things it, that we can draw out along with all the extra goodies that we can start to implement and play with so thank you for helping us fall back in love with the idea of creating content seeing how we can serve people in a very loud environment where it's constantly uh, changing an algorithm to Kind of take a deep breath and just have this idea of playing and chilling, I think is really, really helpful.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad. You know what? If I could be converted from three years ago to where I am today, it is possible.
0: (laughs) Well, you're making me excited about playing around and seeing what could happen. So, as we wrap up, I would love for us to jump into some rapid fire questions. Does that sound okay? Yeah, that sounds so fun. Okay. Tell me what is the biggest thing you're proud of that you've done with your money that you've accomplished with your money?
1: Oh, that's easy for me. It was being able to purchase my family home and being a contributor to it. My husband and I went in together, but it was very important to me that I got the validation that deciding to go out on my own back in 2016, wasn't going to be a burden on my family's goals. And I always had heard that it's so hard to get a mortgage when you are an entrepreneur. That was literally on repeat um, Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. So I was really nervous and it honestly was one of the easiest processes I've ever done. And I think that the fact that we have been successful in business and I have been in business for a while, so there were some aspects to it that were supportive, but that was definitely my most proud moment when it comes to money for my business. I love that. I love that. Yeah.
0: What's a memory around money from your childhood? What's one of your first memories and how has that impacted you? Oh gosh. This
1: is like, yeah, I have a good story for this one. So when I was younger, my allowance was my age. So when I was nine, it was $9 a month. When I was 16, it was $16 a month. Okay. And so I just grew up every year. It's like, okay, great. I get another, a dollar extra or whatever. So fast forward to business. I started my business when I was 26 and it was when I was 28 or 29, when I went to a conference and they were talking about money mindset and they asked this question, they asked, what's your first experience with money? And it was this allowance of $9 at nine, $10 at 10, $11 at 11. And then I sat there. I'm like, okay, how old am I? I'm 28. And like, I haven't ever had more than 27,000 something that I've made in a month. I was like, dang, that sucks. Am I in this like trap of thinking that I can't make more than my age? Cause that's not great. And so uh, it was like maybe one or two months later, cause I was just working through that. I had a $30,000 month and I was just like, yes, it broke through. It's going (laughs) to be awesome. And so, yeah, but it's interesting what kind of holds you back from a subconscious level. Cause I would never have guessed that had any influence on my business or how I made money, but
0: apparently it did. (laughs) That's so interesting. Yeah. I like it. What's been one of the hardest lessons that you've encountered and learned through about money?
1: Yes. I
0: think one
1: of the hardest lessons about money that I've learned is, I don't know, I guess it was semi-hard, but it was in January of 2020, I was making generally like 20-ish thousand a month in business, 20, 25,000, and I wanted to sign up for this thing that was 25,000 for the year, and that definitely was the most I'd ever spent on anything in business, and I talked to my husband and I remember just being like, I think this is, this is going to help me. And it sounds absolutely absurd because how am I just going like, to yeah, how much I make in a month is like, how much I'm going to spend on this thing. And my husband believes in me and I appreciate his support more than anything in the world. And he was just, like, well, if you think it's going to help, then you probably need to do it. And What's interesting is within the first month, I had made that back and then some, I had like a $44,000 launch within a month of that program. And it was literally from that program, the things that I'd learned, I have made $2.3 million. So it's interesting when those big investments come up that you really are just like, man, like this is when you feel it in your bones, when it's going to change your life. And at the same time, it is literally so scary That's really hard in the sense of mentally, you're trying to make the math make sense and all of that, but it honestly can be one of the most rewarding experiences. And I'm not saying every investment is because I have those horror stories too. But for me, when I think of what's hard is okay, if I'm going to make a big investment, you want to just try and be as smart as you can about it. And um, it can be tough when... It feels it's the right thing and yet it's a stretch or it's scary or it's the most you've ever spent on anything ever. So
0: yeah, I would say that's my answer. Thanks. I think that so many people relate to that, you know, mm-hmm. as they're leaning in and they're listening and yeah, I know I've been in that place before and you get to sometimes they're, wow, this is the best investment ever. And I was so right. freaking scared. And then sometimes yeah. it's like, what, why did I make and it's yeah. assessing and all that stuff? I love it though. That's going to be really relatable for people and huge. Thanks for being so open about that. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan, you question. are a wealth of <laughs> knowledge. Thank you for helping us sort of demystify our relation, our thoughts around reels and how they actually yeah. can translate into money into our business because yep. we can be strategic about having reach and having conversion. Uh, I know you have some really cool resources for people who are ready to step into letting Instagram be an experimental playground. So will you share that and where people can yes. find you?
1: Yes. So I have two resources. Number one is 101 Boring Reels or in B-roll Reels that you can film to be able to add to your arsenal of stock video. And so you can grab that. I'll give Aaron a link. And then the second thing is that private podcast that I spoke about, I did a case study video on it and you can go and check that out as well and actually see all of the number breakdowns. Like I say, how many of the emails that came from the reel were new emails to my list? How many people that were already on my list? And I really break it down. So if you're a numbers gal, you would fully embrace the data and The strategies and the breakdown.
0: (laughs) And also I think that's just helpful for people if you aren't like to start to see here, the types of things to analyze when you're starting to experiment. So we'll make sure to link those in the show notes and where can people find you, Jordan? Yes. So Obviously, Instagram, not a shock.
1: So at systems, plural saved me. I love to DM. I love to share stuff, and you can just laugh at my ridiculous reels. And then my website, systemsaveme.com. And there's different goodies and things there. And then I also have a podcast that I brought back after a year and a half, and it's been wildly amazing. I absolutely love it. And that is systems saved me as well. Try to keep it easy. Yeah,
0: keep it consistent, <laughs> efficient, <laughs> easy for people to find you. That's yeah. awesome. We'll make sure to put all those in the notes. And I do want to just give a quick shout out. We talked about this super briefly at the beginning, but Jordan is a wizard at making connections and she creates amazing events and spaces where people can come together. And I will be going to her conference in September Make Your Mark. And I encourage people, if you are somebody who has been in business a while and you are ready to take it to the next level and really immerse yourself in a room full of incredible people, I highly encourage you to check out that conference happening and we'll make sure to link that as well.
1: Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much for shouting that right. out too. Yes. Make your mark. Yes. Well, I'm super <laughs> excited
0: for it. So all right. Thanks so much, Jordan. It's yes. been a blast. Thanks, Aaron. Are you a creative entrepreneur looking for next level support when it comes to your money mindset and management? It's time to get on top of your numbers once and for all. Do you want to upgrade your lifestyle, make a bigger impact in the world, or gain more time back into your day? Your big dreams are all coming back to one thing, money. So I've developed a secret sauce money matrix formula to combine the power of an abundance mindset with money management tools, specifically for creative entrepreneurs like you. Stop hiding from your numbers and start getting strategic. Head to www.arenbridgman.com to learn everything you need to know about my coaching programs. It's time to completely transform and change the way you view and manage money so you can show up like the wealthy woman you are meant to be. Apply to work with me one-on-one at www.erinbridgeman.com.